Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. Needs a relatively little introduction. Here he is, Master of Seven Barrows, Nicky Henderson. How are you feeling with, I mean, um, it, yeah, uh, ten days or so to go? That's probably better than you are from where you've I'm, been. I'm fresh as paint. <laughs> fresh as paint. The flight from Riyadh landed at yeah. five, got home at six, had a quick shower, changed, came in here. That's Look forward it. to talking to you. Quick change of gear. <laughs> Talk about national hunter horses. So well, it must be different. It's it's very different. It's very different. We're going to talk about it a little bit later in the program. But it's a it is a pretty crazy time of year anyway for you this 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 period leading up to Cheltenham. How different has it been this year with conditions and so forth and all the uncertainties thrown into the mix? Well, it has been the wettest winter. Ironically, after the one of the driest we ever had last yeah. year, we actually had problems. You know, the ground the ground was nearly too good most of the time. In places you you had to be careful. This one, it's been since November. It has been... We've had nothing. Rather sort of said, there's only two going reports at the moment. It's either heavy or abandoned. Yeah. And you haven't got much else. Uh, do you let it bother you, or do you just say, I can't control the uncontrollable? You can't. And actually, I think there's nothing you can do, nothing anybody can do. They did have some all-weather all weather jumpers, bumpers the other day. We took one to Newcastle, which was a novelty, certainly. Not that I went, but... Um, and one. Um, but you know, those sort of things help us a lot. Um, but no, you've got to take what comes. It was an enormous, you know, to lose Newbury yesterday was, you know, it wasn't that bad on Friday, but it never stopped raining Friday night, and that was that. Uh, do you change your training regime at all, particularly with the big horses? I'm not, you know, one's got to be careful on, even on our grass, which we like to use grass as, as much as possible, and we've got a lot of it, which is lovely. But, you know, it is, even that is now wet. Mm. Um, and one's probably gone using the all-weather more than we would, I don't say like to, because it's perfectly good, but, um, you know, I know what we're doing on grass, and that's what I'd prefer to be on. We could, we, and then Thursday we were trying to school, <coughs> um, and we got the first Altior jump five fences, and, and the snow had come down, and all of it, within five minutes it was balling up in their feet, and so... I'd got about six redundant jockeys. Barry had come over from Alan just to school. Um, so we had to delay that a day. It gets frustrating, yes, but you've got to keep working around it. There's, you can't... They were all worked this week. We took 13 to Kempton on Tuesday, mm -hmm. which was good. How did that go? Good. I mean, Barney's great. He does... You know, he obviously makes it quite a lot slower than it's what they the race. Clark of the course, Barney yeah. Clifford, yeah. yeah. Um, that helped. They all went well. Sort of, they, we just went two miles within in threes. But this is a, now. This is normally the pre Cheltenham Kempton gallop is normally a quite a big thing for you, isn't it? You normally take some of the bigger names, and uh, you can start to get excited about one or two, or start to think, well, I'm not quite where I want to be. So, give us the inside on the Kempton gallop. Um, well, we, we were really taking the ones that hadn't run for a period a of time. Yeah. I, they hadn't had, Altior didn't need to go because he'd been to Newbury, and those sort of horses, you know, if they've had a run recently, what we were doing is taking the ones that haven't had or, or did need an away day. Yeah. Something just to sharpen them up and even, you know, just it, it does that sort of thing for them. That, the journey, the atmosphere. I can't say there's a lot of atmosphere at Kempton on a Tuesday morning. Um, you can make your own atmosphere. <laughs> you do. 
because it's it's important and it's it's fun. I think they enjoy it, and and it's not as if we're trying to find anything out. We're just trying to get that one final bit. Then they so those horses didn't do very much yesterday. They'll work again this Tuesday, and that'll be it. So which ones really pleased you coming out of there? Well, I, I think um, Pendant Hills was good, um, and. Um, you know, Barry rode quite a few Rath Hill and Fuzzy Raffles went well, but I mean, I think he does love that. You know, you're probably taking good ground horses as well. Uh, Verdana Blue, she loves it. <laughs> well, she's, she's not going to get a ground, she's, is she? She's, well, we'll come onto the ground, I expect, at another stage as far as Cheltenham's concerned. It's, um, but obviously at the moment it's, it, it's looking wet. But the forecast, I, I've spoken to Simon Clace this morning, um, and he has a better forecast than he had a, f a few days ago. So he's actually hoping that the word good to soft in places might creep into it. Yes. I don't say that's going to help her down a blue, but she certainly enjoyed Kempton. And I guess she's got options. You can be patient with her because when the ground does dry up, you've got Aintree and you've got air and you've got the flat as well. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, I had a, the, the original dream was to try and get into the two-mile race at Riyadh. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, we weren't high enough to get in, which was a pity, because that would have suited it down to the ground. So, the, I mean, the prize money was unbelievable. To Two think. and a half million dollars, you wouldn't have minded that. Well, you? it would have been, you know, Michael Table was kindly bought her when she was she was sold um, in December. Um, but she's still, she's still as good as ever on that surface. So the first horse you mentioned there out of the Kempton Gallop was Pentland Hills, who's one of five you've still got in the, in the champion hurdle. Uh, with his little wind procedure under his belt and with that piece of work, are you now quite hopeful that he can run a big race in the champion hurdle? But he's run big races all year, to be honest, but well, he's only had two runs. Mm. Um, and he's, he's come to the last both times looking the sort of nearly obvious winner. Mm. Um, You'd have to say, has he sort of quite gone away from... He didn't go away from them, as one expected. And he actually got collared at Haydock. Um, I, there was no reason for a wind procedure. It was, it was just a, a Henderson hunch, if you like, that you do... He's never made a noise mm. of any description, mm. but you do have things that we'd sort of call silent noises. There was no evidence of anything, but I'm just... I'm not clutching at straws, I hope, but it was a reasonable guess. And it's so easy to do. You're only just... It's like tightening a screw, basically. Yeah. Uh, just tightening up the muscle in here so that the palate is stable. And so where does that now put him in your champion hurdle pecking order? If you were to have your private NJ Henderson leaderboard at the moment, who would be... Well, you've got to, if you took it on ground, mm. and on the assumption that, let's say, it is soft ground, which I suppose we're, we're going to have to, you know, one's always said it's bound to be good to, on the first day, it's going to be good to soft anyway, because even if it was going to be good or quicker, yeah. he's going to make it good to soft. Yeah. Um, there won't be any necessity for that. No. Um, it, the, the reason you'd probably go um, Penton Hills and Epitant in that, I, and call me Lord, he handles soft ground very well. Yeah. Whereas Verdana Blue and Fuzzy Raffles probably don't like it 
that way. So, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd probably say three and two like that, that Verdana and, and, um, and Fuzzy Raffles are going to be at a certain disadvantage. So to what extent should we take the Christmas hurdle on trust as the strongest piece of hurdling form this season? And if that's the case, shouldn't Epitant just be a really short price favourite? Yeah. I think a lot of people will tell you, well, it's a flat, fast track, so was Newbury. She's visibly very impressive, and it, it was a very big step up because it was JP's idea that we've gone from an intermediate handicap mm-hmm. at Newbury to a to grade, a grade one. one. And you bolted up. Um, which was quite a brave shout. That was, and it was JP's. Um, and yes, visibly, she's very impressive, and it's a good performance. I agree, it's around Kempton. The, I suppose a worry would be that I thought if we were to, this time last year, I thought she was one of our naps of the meeting for, for the mayor's novice hurdle, and she didn't show up. But I mean, I think you can excuse that. We were having, we'd struggled, quite considerably with the vaccination system that yes, had come in because of the flu jab. The flu jabs that yeah. we had to have at a very inconvenient time, and quite a few horses did suffer from it yeah um and it was it was easy to tell afterwards which they were and a couple of them it was easy to tell before before the race they hadn't recovered so they did not recover but they you know it does take a fair bit out of them and you've gone on record as saying she's coughed a bit this week how worried are you really about it? well she hasn't coughed for three days now as soon as i said that <laughs> and again you understand why we have to yeah um well, i'll come to that in a minute but yeah yeah um and since actually we've announced that she had been giving a few coughs for no reason. We can't see any reason why she should cough. Nobody else, has, we haven't got any horses touch wood. You won't find, you won't find anything real in here. <laughs> that, 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 you know, it, it, she's not caught anything off anybody because there's, it, it, she hasn't got, she's very well in herself. Yeah. Um, Sophie Candy rides her every day. She's actually riding her as we speak. Um, and um, I mean, says so she hasn't coughed for three days, so we're 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 she's doing what I want to do with her. So she's and bright she, eyed, good in her coat, great. nothing on yeah. the blood test. No, nothing. No high white cell count or no. anything like that. And her track wash is perfectly clean. So we've just got to, as I say, she hasn't coughed for three days now. So as long as she doesn't cough this morning, I can, I can get you a hotline. The sort of coughometer is, I think, is becoming. Well, out. I'm afraid this pre-Cheltenham thing has got that absurd that <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we are likely to need cough-ometers at some point. Now, yeah. you mentioned the fact you had to tell everyone that she was coughing. So, from your point of view now, what do you think when a horse has a minor issue in terms of communication to the media? Because we spoke about it quite extensively at Kempton a few weeks yeah. ago, and you got quite you got quite hot under the collar. Well, you know. Obviously, I totally appreciate that one's got to keep everybody informed. We've got to be completely transparent about Mm. these things. And the trouble is with the Altior, when he had this abscess in his wither, um, unfortunately, there was, before one could say anything or tell, even, you know, these things flare up pretty quickly. Mm. And unfortunately, it seemed to escape um, before I'd said anything to the owner or anybody so there was a gap but what I had done as you know is that I'd, I'd spoken to the BHA um, just to say that this is the situation um, we've got a better system of announcing these things we now do it 
uh, as you probably know, my social media skills are zero. <laughs> Hate the thing. Um, but I now apparently have a Twitter. <laughs> but I don't write it. I mean, it's... Yeah, so Unibet have been running your Twitter. No, but they're not. This is nothing to do with Unibet at all no. now. Um, we talk to the Press Association, yeah. and it goes out on my Twitter account. On your it. Twitter account. It's, not okay. a un- it's nothing to do with Unibet. Um, so we do certain things through them, but on when these uh, these rather delicate subjects, there is, let's say, we have a different um, way of, of, of announcing these things. It's not straightforward for a trainer, is it? Because forever and ever... Trainers have employed X many staff and leaks will always get out of a yard as to horses' well-being and that can can affect markets. How how do you actually go about stopping that happening? Do you just have to try and trust your staff and tell them you not do, to do it? You do, and I trust them implicitly. Um, and we do, once a year, just remind them, I think, as one probably should, that you know this is inside information mm. that actually it is well, it's technically illegal to use inside information, isn't it? And, whether it's on the stock exchange or in a racing stable, it's all the same. The rules are the same. Are you pretty happy now that you've got everything separated so that you can carry on your association with Unibet and not be in any way coming under fire or under censure well, for it? I, I'm sure. Um, you know, we, we we all discussed it with John O'Spence, and, uh, and, yeah, we've got a good system going, and I hope it's proved this week that exactly how we did it... And as it, as it hopefully it will turn out that it was, it was pretty. Again, it just shows it. All of a sudden, she's no longer favourite for the champion hurdle mm. because she's given ten coughs. Mm. Um, is that right? But then, on the basis of what you've just told me, <coughs> I'd be quite tempted to go and back her again. So uh, yeah, you're, but, but everyone's the, able to make their own judgment. I, I kind of agree with Chris when, Cook's piece in the Guardian this week, where he said you can't have too much information because. We're all punters. We can just judge for ourselves what, whether we want to take your word for it or not. But I, I didn't read. I had. I don't read my Twitter or the replies. Yeah. I say I can't. But actually, Sophie said that she'd read it, and within ten minutes, there's a hundred replies, ninety-five, <laughs> saying, "Well done, great. Hope she's okay." Yeah. All, all positive side, except for three or four saying, "Ha ha, we know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get the price out so you can get more money on." <laughs> well. You know, you, you can't win, can you? Well, I suppose you ne- never believe your negative or positive publicity on, on social media. I suppose that's the, that's the moral of that well, story. Well, just don't read it. It's the simple things. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily advocate that. But yes, I, I get what you're saying. We, this all came about because of one horse, really, yeah. and that horse is, is Altior. Um, how, how happy are you now that you're on the right track? With, with him. him? Yeah. With him, the horse. Oh, and him, the horse, great. Nick, I mean, his work yesterday was excellent, like as good as it's been. His schooling on, um, well, it turned out um, he did jump five fences in the snow and it was starting to ball up, so we had to postpone it but, and so school him again. So he actually had two, but he loves his jumping, so it's, it's good fun for him. Um, he's sharp. His work was very good yesterday. I mean, again, if you watched his work or his schooling, he is still a two-miler. This is going to be a great champion chase. And he has got to be at his absolute maximum um, to beat the two horses. Are you someone who plays scenarios of a race like this over and over in your head in idle moments? Not that you have many idle moments, but when you're trying to get to sleep or when you're driving somewhere to the races. Do you ever 
think about how this race might play out, or do you just try and park that for the time being? I think I park it, and no doubt I'll talk to Nico about it. I think he's the one that's got to see the... You know, he'll have his... He's the one that will be thinking. See the possibilities. You know, what'll happen, who'll make it, where the pace will come from, and that. Yeah, I'm sure he's thinking on those lines. I must admit I'm not at the moment. Um, he's happy anywhere in the race, to be honest with you. Um, I think... You know, I hope there'll be a good pace on. Uh, the, the reason I, I respect Deffy to say enormously and the Irish horse. Chacun pour soi. Chacun pour soi. Um, mainly because we know they like soft ground and we are definitely a better horse on good ground. Given that Underslow was going to run in the race and now he's been retired, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the programme, do you think there's a possibility that Nico will make the running on Altior given a possible absence of pace? Well, it's a good point. I mean, is there going to be... We'd have to look at the race and see what else is coming in there that is likely to make... Are there any... Is there a natural pacemaker? Not that I can we see. We haven't... No, right. You haven't got one, have you? You can pop in there. <laughs> I don't think supplementing something can only run for a mile. You haven't got another entry at all. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I suppose dynamite dollars might be the one. But anyway, yeah. that's, a, that, yeah. that's a question for another day. Just looking back on the last year or so with the horse, let's face it, he's 20 out of his last 21 races. There was nothing really has, uh, has gone too badly amiss. But if, if you owned him, would you ever have entertained the idea of running him beyond two miles? If he ran in your colours? I would. I, I think I would. Um, Nico's actually always said at times he feels if he wants another half a mile I think three would be stretching it but Pat and Christopher Pugh, they've been brilliant, we've been through these scenarios before, even do we go stay over hurdles because I explained to them, then you can win the champion hurdle if you want to, yeah, I tried to do you want to go to chase and um, luckily actually as it turned out it was Boomer Dare that we switched back to hurdles and left Altio to get on with the chasing mm. Um, but we've had a lot of fun discussing and making decisions and where we're going to go and what we're going to do. Um, and they're very much a part of the, you know, they understand what's happening and appreciate it. And they're, they're, they, they're great people to deal with. We can have fun doing it. And has experience told you over the years that you're better off essentially having a bit of give and take with, with your owners rather than getting cross with with your owners when they want to do something because sometimes it works in your favour. Like you were saying with Epatant winning the Christmas hurdle, you probably wouldn't have run her if the owner hadn't said, give it a go. But again, JP is somebody who's, who's very involved. He, he knows and understands and loves his horses. Um, and, you know, he's very much involved. We do talk a lot. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of decisions that we can make between each other. And certainly with... Christopher and Pat, that we, you know, discussed these things. We discussed it all summer. And Ascot was the obvious place to go. The timing of the race was right. Um, it was then obvious that Paul was going to go there with surname, so it was going to be, it was going to be the a rumble in the Ascot Park. <laughs> um... Then the ground was horrific mm. on the day. But it has and been there all year. It has been all year, unfortunately. You know, I mean, it, very unasket like um, But it's been that, that's the winter we've had. Under normal circumstances, one definitely shouldn't have, we should have ducked it. Mm. But on the day, to have 
the build-up had been so big and the hype of this race that had I just walked into Ascot that morning and said, right, no, we're not going to do this. Or after the jockey, yeah, you wouldn't have wanted to look at your Twitter feed I, after I, that, I, would you? I, I would have wanted to get off the race course pretty quickly, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. So that you, you couldn't do it, um, and the, we paid the consequences. And I, I think Paul would agree with me. Yeah. They had a bruising race, but it was it was kind of great for the game in that moment, yeah. and even better that your horses come out and won won subsequently and heads to the the championship. I mean, I don't want to turn this into a stable tour. You've done a million of those this week yeah. with with the press day. But I was just as I walked in, I caught a piece of footage of of Santini on that day on trials there, and I thought, if this Gold Cup is a war on soft ground, he won't shirk it, will he? No, he's very, he's a battler. Uh, he, he's a big bruiser of a horse too. He's got um, he's got a lot of quality, but he he does he hasn't a lot of experience to be honest, because he only had a um, the, the, the three chases last year. And, and one at Sandown, which wasn't um, awe-inspiring earlier on in the year. Yeah. But this was a different ball game. This was in very soft ground, which I don't think he really wants. Taking on a horse that is a very proven, top-class, soft ground horse. And, and just a very good horse, isn't he, yeah. Bristol May as well? And I think, you know, talking to Darrell, because we see lots of him when he's riding Simon and Isaac's horses, that, um, you know, I think he felt that Bristol May was on his top game mm. on the day. So it, it, I think it's pretty sound form. The race will bring him on. He's been terrific at home. Again, his work's done. He's schooled on... Well, again, he's, we tried to school Thursday, did on Friday, worked yesterday. No more to do, to be honest with you. He's fit and ready to go. So you five champion hurdlers. You've got Santini in the Gold Cup. It, it, quite interesting to me, you have such a great record with two-mile hurdlers. And you know, let's be honest, you had a great record with pretty much all category of horse, but such a good record with the two milers. You did win your two gold cups with Bobsworth and, and Long Run. You haven't won a Grand National yet of any description apart from the American Grand National. <laughs> is, this, is, is, is all this something to do with the way that you condition and prepare horses more for speed? Or is it because it's just a quirk of fate? I think it's probably a quirk of fate. I think it's actually got quite a lot to do with when we're buying them, mm. to be honest with you. you know, like, you know, the likes of Altior, we, we, we bought them as unbroken three-year-olds. Mm. Um, and you know, I mean, they, they come from all sorts of sources. I mean, some are coming from France, some are coming from uh, Ireland, and as I say, we like buying stores because it's, yeah, but it's say, like having a new car. But say when the Jiggenstown team, for example, you can sort of see the type of horse they like. They like a long-distance <laughs> chaser. Chases, yeah. So are you going for something a little looks a little bit more like a flat horse, a bit more athletic, a bit... AP said to me once, years ago, the trouble is your horses aren't as effective on soft ground. I think why Kempton's a very good track for us. Yeah. Um, because it tends to have much better ground than anywhere else. Um, and as AP said, your, your horses are better on good ground than they are in soft ground. It's only because you buy a type of horse. Interesting. And I think everybody does buy a type of horse. So, say. so do you think, is that because when you look at them, you're looking for a way they move particularly? Something appeals to your eye about, the, about their, their physique and, the, and the, their movement and that, and that suits it, do you think? Well, I think the great things, I mean, Minty and I and Highflyer do the, um, you know, we do all our sales work mm -hmm. together. And, and Minty and I particularly do this the stores. This is David Minton. Yeah, yeah. do the stores. And um, he knows what I like. He's probably working ahead of me and sending 
copious lists back to me to go see this, go see that. Don't like it, don't like it, whatever. But you know, nine and then. But he likes what you. He, he, he knows, knows what you what like, and you yeah. know what you like, and yeah. you like what you know. Yeah. Uh, and then stack everybody else. Some people are like a horse, and somebody else doesn't, mm. and vice versa. Um, so we, we've been very lucky like that, and I, I, I do. I love. You know, we're just getting going with the. Actually, interesting. The, the first of the four-year-olds from the stores last year ran at Newbury on Friday, mm -hmm. and uh, mare that were, and won the bumper first time. And that's actually the first store for four-year-old that we've run. Was it year. Luna? Glenn? Glenn? Uh, Grand uh, Luna. Grand Luna. I mean, she has an ulterior. She's actually heading for the Goff's dogster bumper in a time. So I wanted, I, I wanted to get a prep race into her. I sort of was planning on not getting a four-pound penalty, but I've got it. Oh, well. You've, so well. You've won another race. Yeah. Every race will count in it this will. year's Trainers' <laughs> Championship because I'm looking at the standings now and we had Paul Nichols in this seat last week. There we are, look. 1874 plays 1865. It couldn't be any closer. Oh, this is, this is going to be a good one, isn't it? Well, it, it, it be a bit, whichever way it goes, the gap will be phenomenally <laughs> widened at, at the end of, uh, well, on Friday week. One way or the other. One way or the other. Well, you don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be close, isn't it? It's going to run. Well, it could be. And, I mean, so could the jockeys, which is great. And I think these things are good for the, good, good, good for the game. But, I mean, uh, Richard Dickey, you know, you know he is going to go from north to south to east to west to, to try and... So with that diversionary tactic then, were you just trying to tell me that you want, you're not bothered about this at the moment? <laughs> I think not at the moment because, um, <laughs> because as I say, what happens at Presbury Park... Decides all. D decides everything. And but I can't believe we're going to come... Whatever happens, Paul's got a very, very strong team. Mm. Um... Um, so do we. We've got a f few bits missing. Um, but the, the novice hurdlers look OK. The novice chasers look OK. Um, there's quite a few that I could... will have good chances in handicaps, plus the obvious... Um, the Santinis and the champion hurdle horses. And Altior. Yeah. And Altior, he says as an afterthought. And if that doesn't give you an idea as to the strength in depth that Nicky Henderson has for the Cheltenham Festival, nothing will. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel, Dubai.